This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into the show. Coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. Two grown men are going to fight on your radio. But right now... We'll try to keep it as civil as we possibly can because there's a bunch of future fights that we have to talk about. Starting off with an absolute banger. BT on March 18th, Justin Gaethje. The highlight takes on Rafael Faziv. Right now, Faziv is a pretty big favorite in this fight, depending on where you bet. None of these numbers are official just yet. I think Gaethje's going to go off at about a 2-1 to one underdog. If that's what happens, it's going to be tough not to bet on the highlight then. Yeah, I, I feel like that's one of those things where, like, we all know how good Fazeev is. We saw – I think he proved a lot to some people the last fight against RDA, especially he looked like he was wilting in that fourth round, came back and just was like gangbusters to close that fight out. So now the question is, okay, RDA, gatekeeper, pretty much, like, is is stepping up to Gaethje. Do you look at that as, like, if he beats him, is he title good? Is he at that level yet? But he's so skilled, man. I mean, that's the thing with, with Fazeev is, like, he's got that versatility to him. And that could be tough against it. Uh, that could be tough for Gaethje, like, to, to deal with uh, all, all of those kicks coming from different angles. Now, we know how good he is with that calf kick and breaking guys down. If he could take that weapon away early on, that would be huge. Um, and really, like, just start putting it on him and, and getting in front of his face. But, like... It's tough because you have that unpredictability of Fazeev every time he steps in there, and it's so much fun to watch him. But I do feel like it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a slap in the face to Gaethje. Fazeev versus Dos Anjos. I forgot about the old Rafael versus Rafael fight the last That's time right. they stepped into the octagon. Um, all right, a bunch of other fight announcements. Cheeto is going to be taking on Corey Sandhagen. I know Corey Sandhagen's got probably the best flying knee in the promotion this side of George Masvidal. He's looking at about a two-to-one favorite right now. Cheeto Vera doesn't lose fights. And it feels like every time that he comes in as an underdog, he ends up winning. I don't get this. It's almost like just let this guy either fight for the belt or fight Sean O'Malley. Like, get him a huge payday. And I think that's what's going to happen when he takes out Corey Sandhagen. But I know Corey Sandhagen's your guy. I like Corey Sandhagen. I think he's championship good. He's been that close, um, you know, before in some previous matchups. This is the best division in the sport. We talk about it all the time. 135 is just filled with killers, and it's unfair because it feels like a lot of them are are good enough to go out there and fight for the belts or be champion. But, you know, Cheeto's also one of those guys. He's, like, impossible not to root for. Like, you know, to see the path that he's taken to kind of now get into recognition and some stardom and – He's just head kicking everybody to hell. Like he does things in just such a uh, 
you know, such an explosive way, it's hard to count them out. I, I, I get, I, I kind of get this one because I think people still believe that that San Hagen is still that that prospect and will eventually have his his hand raised. And, and Cheetos, you know, for the most part, been overlooked for the most part in his career. But how can you deny him? It seems like every time you you count him out and you're going to go in there with some versatile unorthodox striker, you know, don't. This is the thing with him too. He goes into these fights. He kind of gets his butt kicked early on, and then eventually somebody slips up, makes a mistake, and he knocks you out. Like he just needs he needs that that little window to explode. That could be a dangerous game because sometimes it never comes. And and maybe Sandhagen is a guy who could stay out of that danger zone and never get hit with that big head kick. So I, I do think Cheeto's got to be a little bit more careful with uh, with getting down on the scorecards and and having to rally late with something big. Cheeto hasn't lost since 2020, back in the days of COVID, if you can remember that long ago. Since then, he's taken out Dominic Cruz, Rob Font, Frankie Edgar, Davey Grant. Do you remember, Brendan, who was the guy that ended up beating Cheeto Vera back in 2020? I do not. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this guy. That's your clue. Big fan. Big, big fan of this guy. Big fan of him. Uh, huge fan. Huge Huge fan. fan? Jose Aldo, all right. Oh yeah. wow, Jose Aldo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now you're Hall of Famer. So he, so so O'Malley, so Vera beat O'Malley, lost to Aldo, and then took out Grant Edgar Font and Cruz. Now it's Sandhagen, and then it has to be for the belt. Um, all right, let me move on. Piotr Jan versus Marab Davalishvili. This is a nice one too. Marab is like not that fun to watch fight, but he does win fights. I like betting on him because he makes a lot of money. Sometimes he just sticks to it. He's not that much fun. That being said, Piotr Jan is fun to watch, but sometimes doesn't win fights when that final yeah. goes. You know, I mean, if you think back to the Aljo, what happened there? If you think back to the most recent fight against Sean O'Malley. So for that reason alone, when the odds come out officially, I don't care what they are. I'm laying down heavy on Marab. That guy's just, you know what he is? You know, if you go up to the wreck, to the YMCA, and you play with some 45-year-old dude, and he just keeps dropping threes, and he makes these layups, and he puts this weird spin off the glass, he just drops buckets, but he wins. That's who Marab is. He ain't fun to watch, but I bet he wins this fight. It's like YMCA Jokic? Pretty much, yeah. That's who Marab like, is. I still I watched Jokic the other day live, and I still don't I, I don't understand him. He's like a – like he looks how like – How does that work? He looks, he's a and ball he's the of best fluff. player in the league? He's unstoppable. You can't stop. It's ridiculous. It's, 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 uh, he's throwing the ball across the court. He never misses. Marab, Jokic, Davalashvili. I think you nailed it. Um, but look, you make a lot of good points and Marab's in such a strange place because he's not doing that. You know, we got kind of a hint that Aljo's starting to look at 145. He's saying that he wants to go and, uh, you know, go up and take Alexander Volkanovsky. And maybe that is because maybe he wants to open the door for his friend. You know, he's – this Marab's a real one. He doesn't want to fight uh, Aljamain Sterling for the belt. We've seen this scenario before, a la DC and Kane Velasquez, and it took a while for DC to finally make that move up to heavyweight. So now that we're in this spot where you're knocking on the door of a title shot, it's possibly uh, – it's possible that we're going to see the, uh, the, the champ move on to something else. And this is one of those divisions where it's like – I think everybody's almost going to be happy about that because it doesn't feel like anybody likes the champion in Al Jermaine, which is unfortunate to him. Like, uh, you know, he's a he's a good fighter, but it just feels like there's always some kind of asterisk or some quirkiness to his wins. 
So once he leaves, it feels like everyone's going to be happier that somebody else can step in there. Marab is certainly good enough uh, to, to get his hand raised and maybe have gold wrapped around his waist. Yo, I'm distracted because our producer, Jake, was chatting with us and he was saying how big William Knight is. Well, but William Knight's fighting right now in the octagon, so I had to turn and look. He looks like if somebody drew like a caricature of Jared Cannonier, just like 10 times bigger than he should have. I mean, my goodness. I'm pretty sure, gentleman... I'm pretty sure, but yeah, I'm pretty sure William Knight missed weight by like 12 pounds two fights ago. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm not even joking about that. Like he. Like he's back at he's back at two oh five to after two heavyweight fights, but one of those heavyweight fights, it's because he missed by twelve pounds. My goodness, that is a that is a large gentleman. And I it's not because he's fat, ladies and gentlemen. It's just because he's no. a moose. I mean, just the biggest absolute arms I've ever seen in my life. Uh, April fifteenth in the city that pretty much has it all, Kansas City. That's right, home of the Super Bowl champions, home of the draft, and we've also got. Max Holloway taking on Arnold Allen. Right now, Max Holloway is a favorite to win this fight. Arnold Allen has the third longest winning streak in the promotion right now. You know I love Max Holloway. You know that it hurts me to say anything bad. You know that I took him every single time he fought against Volkanovski, including the third time. And I argued that he won the first one. But Arnold Allen, he just feels fresher. Like Max, Max dishes out a lot of punishment, more than anybody. But he's also taken a lot over the last couple of years. And because of that, I think Arnold Allen continues winning. I'm going to take him as an underdog, and I'll be there in Kansas City. Who you got in that? Uh, I can't count out Max Holloway, man. It feels very uh, Calvin Cater-esque, where it's like, you know, people thought Cater was going to get into that cage against Max Holloway and say, That's hey, true. this is the time. And then all of a sudden, Max landed more significant strikes than anybody in the history of the sport. Uh, I, I can't count him out quite yet. But I get your points on that. Like, it's it's been – a long run for him, and it doesn't really feel because Volk is still on top. When is his uh, his chance? Like if Volkanovski would have ended up winning the light uh, the lightweight championship, maybe he it's him versus Yair again because he has a win against Yair. But now he's got to be in the spot where you know there's a little less at stake against Arnold Allen, other than you're kind of knocking down the young guy, and that's what he did against Calvin Cater. But um, you know, I just think with him, it's always tough for me to count him out because. He's so slick. He He's so built for main event fights because he's great over five rounds. The only thing that you really, I think, got to worry about is that damage that he did take against Volkanovski. We've never seen him get beat up quite like that. And, you know, what is he going to be like bouncing back from that? That is uh, the big wild card here for me. And, I, again, Arn Allen is very good, but I do think this is a big step up for him. So that's the last time we saw him, huh? So it was Volk 1, Volk 2, and then Cater. And then he got another shot at Volkanovski. Yeah, so who knows what he's going to look like when we see him. Speaking of Volkanovski and Islam, and I haven't heard anybody talking about this, and we didn't talk about this before, why don't they just run it back? If we, if you and I, two guys that watched the fight, and Jake's telling us that you know he's gone both ways on it also, and that's generally what the public thinks, and I think, I, I believe when Volkanovski says afterwards that he thinks he won the fight. I know that it was a pro-Volk crowd I know that that's what you're going to say because you're proud. But Volkanovski's a very honest guy. And I just think that he thinks he really won the fight. I think he really won the fight. So why isn't anybody talking about just run it back? Just get healthy and let that be the next fight we see. It, I love it for a couple of reasons. Because 
One, uh, this was billed as a super fight, but I don't know if it's still, if it really got the recognition it deserved. And I feel like a rematch would be even bigger. I think that because of the way this last fight went around, I think it adds a little bit of uh, fire to both of them. Now these guys will both be, you know, almost bitter with each other and, and hateful with each other. There's nothing like a controversial decision to build a rematch. So not, I would not, love not that. different to what we were just talking about. Not too different from the Max versus Volkanovski the first time, where it was like, all right, yeah. damn it, just let's, we got to see that one again. Yeah, but it's like it's hard to be mad at Max Holloway. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to get him fired up. Like I feel like Islam Islam's already saying like he feels like the Russians are getting a are there's a bias against him in pound for pound. That's why he's not pound for pound. You know, I, I feel like a lot of that stuff can fuel. <laughs> I feel like that could be a great buildup. So I agree with you. I would love to see it right away next. Um, I, I think this is a Volkanovski thing. It sounds like he is the one who wants to go and defend his belt because if he does go and fight Islam again. Feels like he's got to vacate the title, right? He's got to he's got to give up the uh, he's got to give up the strap, and I don't think that he wants to do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. That's a good point. So maybe we will see it, just not next, right? He goes out there. Oh, we'll definitely see yeah. I definitely feel, I, I definitely feel like we'll see that fight again. I, unless, you know, I mean, unless Dustin Poirier or Benil beats Islam. But I, if, if Islam is still the champion, we're for sure going to see those guys again. It's funny you think Yair can hang with them. I don't think Yair can hang with them. I think Volk ends up stomping him. All right, coming up next, I stomp you right here on the BetQL Network.